Senators, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate having you in studio. First time we've done this. So, Senator Warner, I'm going to start with you since you're the leader of the Senate. In your opinion, the biggest issue facing the people of North Dakota for this upcoming session is what? Well, I think probably the biggest issue is behavioral health, that we take care of that uh, this coming session. And then I think uh, that's people, and then after that would be infrastructure in the state, uh, making sure that we take care of roads, water systems, streets, and so forth. So with behavioral health, Representative Boucher, the new minority leader, said the same thing. But with that being said, what's your take on Governor Burgum saying, hey, we're going to reduce Medicaid by $20 million? Well, we'll have to talk it over. <laughs> but personally, uh, you know, my wife has a sober living home, and so we've personally experienced uh, what it means. And so we take a real good look at that. We'd like to keep uh, expanded Medicaid the way it is. Your thoughts, the biggest issue facing the people of North Dakota is what? Well, um, I would agree behavioral health is, is huge right now um, because we've studied that for so long and we know what we need to do, we just have to do it now. Um, I don't know that there's any issues that are small out there. Um, I look at uh, early childhood education, I look at K through 12, I look at higher education. Um, certainly transportation is, um, wow. and infrastructure is, um, health services, um, you know, we look at water, that's huge out there right now. So I don't know that there are any small issues that we have out there. One thing is to kind of maybe um, get a little bit more focus or a finer point on this, I think for a lot of us, at least for myself, when you say behavioral health, it seems to encompass a lot of things. So any particular area that you think, hey Chris, this is the most dire area of behavioral health we need to focus on? Um, there will be some bills coming forward from the interim committees and they'll, they'll uh, target a little bit more on those things. Um, substance use and abuse disorders are, are huge out there. We need to have treatment and we need to have adequate treatment, um, not this quick band-aid treatment that we have out there. And then um, mental health issues uh, across the state of North Dakota, uh, we're lacking providers out there. And we have to figure out how to do that um, and increase the number of providers we have. When I hear behavioral health as well, I think one of the things that people are looking at right now is the medical marijuana situation. Um, sounds like that's coming close to being available to people. Where are we at with that, sir? Well, I believe after the first of the year, it will be available. I know that the facility in Bismarck will be able to produce it. I know the one here in Fargo is behind schedule, but there will be one in the state that will be producing medical marijuana. I want to get your thoughts on something because there was a recent article about medical marijuana becoming available for the people of North Dakota. A lot of people would say, hey, measure three to legalize recreational marijuana was because North Dakotans themselves um, had the perception that you guys sort of dragged your feet on getting this up and running. But what's interesting, a couple of the people that are going to be running the shops, I'm going to quote them here. One says, hey, this data has shown great leadership in making sure regulations are laid out clearly so medical marijuana can be distributed safely. <clears throat> Excuse me, another one says North Dakota has taken the time to make sure its program is viable and will be safe for patients. I thought that was interesting coming from people that are actually going to be running these shops. What's your comment to the people of North Dakota thought, hey, you all sort of messed this up? Well, I would agree with those statements. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that we have it safe for the people of North Dakota. And in order to do that, we had to meet certain regulations federally. Um, because uh, it's still a controlled substance under the federal drug um, laws. So those are things that, that weren't in, in the measure as it was passed. We wanted to be careful with that and make sure. I want to make sure that when, when children have access to it, that we have it yes. um, controlled as to the amount that's in the, the, the medication that they're getting. And so while we got a lot of criticism, I think we came forth mm -hmm. with uh, a unified um, 
product that we have that's safe for the people of North Dakota. However, I'm not sure uh, how access is going to be. You mentioned the uh, federal substance awards at now still class one. Yes. So, you know, there's going to be a couple of bills I want to get to quickly with both of you. One to decriminalize small amounts of marijuana. Yay or nay on that? I'm yay with that. Yeah, with that. How about, it sounds like there's going to be a possible bill to actually legalize recreational marijuana in a much better way to, you know, work with North Dakota Century Code than Measure 3 was. Would you vote to legalize recreational marijuana? Depends on what that looks like. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what they have in mind right now for that. So um, I'm a little bit more skeptical on that right now. Um, with the medical marijuana coming online soon, I think we may need to see how that goes, works out first. So. Yay or nay on uh, uh, I would be nay on that at this point. Let me ask you both this question. In leadership now, there's not a, excuse me, minus a Representative Boucher. <clears throat> We're so used to having Al Carlson in this position in the, in the House leadership role to kind of pull in some money for Fargo. What's going to be the impact of no Al Carlson this upcoming session? Well, we got to... I think both of us realize that we're here to serve the people of North Dakota, not only our own districts. And we know that Fargo uh, has some needs as far as the water, uh, getting water to the valley and also flood protection. And uh, we're going to be there to support them as much as we can. I, I know that they want 300 million more. more. Uh, that we'll have to see if we have that much. It's not that we are you know, not in favor of taking care of flood protection down here. We are. It's just that uh, it comes from the Resources Trust Fund, and it depends on the price of oil, and there's a few things of whether we can be able to uh, appropriate that type of money. Senator Heckman, how about you on the, on the additional $300 million they're asking for for this diversion? Oh, well, I'd agree with Senator Wardner. You know, we have to look at all the priorities out there in the state of North Dakota, and we certainly understand the issues that are going on in Fargo here and uh, we'll support what we can for the Fargo diversion and the issues across the, the eastern part of the state. We've done that across the western part of the state with, uh, you know, um, bills in the past, and, and we're not here to say that one section of the state is better than any other. We're here to look for the whole state, so. But there's only X amount of money to go around, so well, it absolutely. should be interesting. Absolutely. So yeah. there's some conversation, Senator, that, that you have kind of a raucous caucus, I'll call it right now. There, there's some things going on where maybe the caucus doesn't completely agree. How are you going to manage this large of a caucus? Well, from my standpoint, our caucuses are not raucous. Over in the Senate, I don't believe they are. I mean, they they get along. Uh, it's pretty much a team, and they go out, go to work. And, you know, we give them uh, some free reign, especially our committee chairman, and, and the people respond. So uh, I think uh, they pretty much police themselves over in the Senate. Um, Senator Heckman, I'm going to start with you on this one. I can't think of a time in my life that I've seen additional bureaucracy improve efficiency in any kind of program. And yet we've got our governor suggesting, hey, we're going to go from one board of higher ed to now possibly three different boards. Does that have any chance of getting through the legislature? Um, I can't speak for the, I cannot speak for the other legislators, but um, I'll tell you that I sat on the governance task force and I'm still sitting on the governance task force. We have not brought a bill forward yet. Um, we have um, an approved uh, three-board uh, model that we approved, but it hasn't been made into a resolution or a bill yet, um, and so I haven't seen that product. Um, there are still four, four models total that we ended up with. Um, I would gather there's going to be some kind of piece of legislation coming out with a one-board model with some tweaks in it. 
Um, and the three board model is up for debate. It was actually the last choice of the, of the governance task force. Um, and the reason it was the last choice is we did some voting um, at our last meeting in November. The two board model won the first vote. Um, we took a break, we came back, there was a lot of discussion, we voted again, the four board model won that time. Um, we took a, a little bit more time for conversation and um, along with Provost uh, Flackle, he and I made a motion to go to the three board model, which would give the legislature leeway to go either down to a two board model or up mm -hmm. to a four board model a little bit easier. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think the part going, coming forward that we need to look at is that we spent over a year working on this. Great conversation, great presentations, a lot of information from um, a consultant that works uh, across all of the systems across the whole United States. And one thing that I heard loud and clear more than once was it doesn't matter what the governance model is, it matters who is in the governance model. And so I think those are things we need to bring forward when we go into the piece of legislation that may be coming forward. So. Your thoughts on this higher attempt? Well, I'll tell you what, I think I agree with her 100%. I don't believe that we're going to change from the one board. Okay. We have enough uh, issues with one board. And so as we go forward, I think the one board could take care of a lot of the concerns if they just did things in a little different way that were out there. And there were some good points that uh, need to be addressed. Last question for both of you. Um, Governor Burgum proposing some ideas with the legacy fund earnings. I'm glad that we're at least looking to leverage those resources. I agree with some of the things he's doing, not all of them. If you had a magic wand or at the end of the session, if we're going to use some of these legacy fund earnings, what's going to be the best way to use them in your opinion? Well, number one, he had in there for uh, career and tech uh, schools uh, around the state, just like the one that's being proposed here in uh, Fargo. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Grenberg, or he's, I'll use ex-Senator Grenberg, was, is working on. Uh, if we're going to have a workforce meet the needs of the state, we need to move in that direction. So I approve that. The other thing that he has in there that I like is low interest loans for infrastructure, and that is a good thing. Now, there are a couple other things in there he likes, but uh, I'll stop with those two. Uh, they're good. So the, the library, yay or nay? <laughs> 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 We'll leave uh, it at that. It, well, I'll tell you well, quickly. If they come up, if they raise the private money, maybe there's a chance for it. All right. If they don't, nay. Senator Heck, we'll give you the last word on the Legacy Fund. Um, I like the uh, challenge grant that he's proposed out of that. I think that's a way to leave a legacy for all of our campuses. And it's been successful in the past. It just wasn't funded this last biennium as much as it could have been. But I served on the challenge grants committee before, and it puts out... It leverages state funds uh, with foundation funds for scholarships and a few other items, but I think it's a great way to get our kids into schools.